0: Hello and welcome to Subcomma Podcast Channel. My name is James Soames and I'm a brand consultant in Taiwan. As with all our podcasts, I delve into issues and topics related to branding in Taiwan. And today, of course, is no exception. In this episode, I'll be looking at Coca-Cola's recent localization campaign across the world. I'll be honing in on a relatively recent Coca-Cola campaign in Taiwan, and I'll be asking the following questions. Does localization have the same meaning in Taiwan as in other countries? Does the Coca-Cola's Taiwan campaign shed light on Taiwan's local identity? Or have Coca-Cola simply sidestep the issue altogether? Now you may have noticed this year, well, I think probably last year, that the can of Coke in Taiwan looks a little different to what it used to. Whereas the usual can would be red with a Coke logo, the design has been modified to show graphics representing different cities from Taiwan as well as pictures of their local attractions, be food or local renowned landmarks. On top of that, the Taiwanese can now feature a character, presumably representative of that city or area, and a keyword meant to describe that place in written form. And somewhat ironically, for a localization project, these brand-new designs were created not by a Taiwanese artist, by Israeli artist Noma Bar instead. Which, to me, doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but I'll let you make your mind up. Nevertheless, all this sounds like a great campaign, and it certainly seems to be a continuation of Coca-Cola's global campaign to localise the brand and initiate a closer dialogue with consumers on a more local and personal level. So it's great to see that a giant international brand like Coca-Cola is willing to include Taiwan in its strategy. This is a wonderful opportunity to showcase Taiwan's local identity, flavors and people, of course. But was the campaign as successful as it was made out to be in the media? I'm actually not so sure. And here are my reasons why. First, the campaign seems to have divided Taiwanese people rather than bringing them together. By focusing on what makes each city unique, Coca-Cola was promoting regional pride and uniqueness. And there is nothing wrong with that. Feeling a sense of belonging to a region or city is great, as long as it's not to the detriment of your neighbours from any other parts of the island. Showing how different one's own city is should be done with a sense of sharing to the wider community, not just for the pat on the back or to blow one's own trumpet. So what happened seems to have been a regional competition to see whose city is best. And other cities felt left out and wanted their own can. Local cities wanted to sell the cans with their city only, and not carry or sell other designs. As one of the Coca-Cola Taiwan campaign managers said, it was fun to see North and South fighting about who is best. And he said that in Chinese, so I'm translating. Well, I find it hard to connect that turf war with the universal brand values of Coca-Cola but does it reflect somehow on Taiwan's sense of self-identity, which is probably more regional than national? Coca-Cola decided to promote regional differences and create a sense of local pride, and it generated all the media buzz that one would expect in a country where the search for identity is a big topic. Did it help to bring people together in Taiwan around the diversity of their island? I'm not so sure. Second, the campaign focused on linking each city's identity with products rather than making emotional connections. Now, each one of the canned designs features a landmark or a dish representative of the area, and showcasing products is fine, and a lot of cities have been doing that for years, such as the famous OTOP, which stands for One Town, One Product, project a few years back. I would argue that this is a very typically Taiwanese uh, way of doing things, whereby... Locals will, more often than not, associate a place, a region or town with their local food or a local restaurant or something of the sort. However, we have no idea about what personality each city has, about who people from, for instance, Jiayi, Taichung or Taoyuan are. The minimalist design on the cans is also fairly weak on emotion and personality, and I'll even venture to say that the design does not reflect the Taiwanese personality that I've come to know. This design is flat, it's two-dimensional, and that's definitely something that we cannot say about the Taiwanese people. And I certainly cannot detect what it means to be someone from Taichung or Taipei or Jiayi by looking at the cans. What I can tell is what these cities list as theirs in terms of landmarks and food. Now, Coca-Cola uses two measures to quantify their marketing successes globally. Unit cases and brand love. Now, the campaign generated sales, so they've ticked the first box. But when it comes to brand love, I'm sure that if I'm part of one of the 20 cities, I'll be happy with the brand, but if I'm from Zhongli and not Taoyuan, and I didn't get my design on a can, I would feel a little miffed. Personally, I feel the campaign fell a little bit short on the love side. And maybe it is more indicative of Taiwan's current state of mind than Coca-Cola's marketing abilities, which honestly no one can really doubt. Now, criticising for the sake of criticising achieves nothing, however. We all want to learn from these discussions and perhaps understand Taiwan better in the process. So I will share with you what Coca-Cola did in South Africa last year as part of their brand localization push. Now, South Africa is a country with 11 official languages where people cannot even greet one another properly because of the fast differences in languages and in the phonetic pronunciation of names. 11 official languages. That's maybe six or seven more than Taiwan has. Now, Coke South Africa decided that localization was about bringing people together by allowing them to discover how to greet each other in another person's language. They wanted, in fact, to bring people together by helping them bridge the language barriers between each other. As part of their campaign, they selected a number of names or different names from across the 11 languages and printed those names phonetically on their cans of coke, thus allowing everybody, from every region, to learn how to pronounce them correctly. So they didn't print people on their cans, or landmarks, or food. Instead, they only printed the phonetic words, or phonetic names. They then created a conversation about identity, working with local media channels focusing on why it is so difficult to talk to one another and opening a discussion about language and local differences. They then promoted their name campaign nationally. Now, interestingly, to the opposite of Taiwan, they made sure that the cans sold in one of the regions were printed with the names from other regions, not their own cans. The idea was to reach out and not to look inward, to share and have a conversation about identity. So what turned out to be local pride in Taiwan actually turned into national pride in South Africa. So was Coke's approach different in both Taiwan and South Africa? Well, fundamentally, I don't think that what Coke wanted to achieve was particularly different from one country to another. Both Taiwan and South Africa wanted to create a conversation about their differences and celebrate them. What I do believe, though, is that both audiences reacted differently to the campaign. And I would suggest that it is the reaction that provides the most insight into both cultures today. You see, South Africa has a history of division from the apartheid era. However, the country has always had a deep pride in its roots and its identity, regardless of political and racial divides. The Koch campaign was really an extension of what South Africans have been aware of for decades, namely the divisions that exist and the need to bring the nation together. And when the population has a desire to reach out across divides, the whole job becomes easier. In fact, South Africans have a word in Zulu for this desire to come together. Ubuntu. I don't know if my pronunciation is correct, but it's spelled U-B-U-N-T-U. Ubuntu. Taiwan, on the other hand, has a history of struggling with its identity. The country has yet to define and understand who it really is or who it wants to be, both on the world stage and in the minds of its own people. However, I think people in Taiwan identify more closely with the place or city that they are from rather than the whole country, except perhaps during baseball games against, against South Korea. Now, since the city campaign, more cans have been added to represent Taiwan the country, and having a Taiwan can is a big step in the right direction. But in my view, these new cans do little to shed light on who Taiwan really is. Maybe Taiwan is just a really difficult country to describe, or maybe. Taiwanese people just prefer to let foreigners talk, worry and deal with these issues instead. But rather than let large international corporations define us, why not try and figure it out by ourselves first? We cannot be satisfied with how our own back garden looks and not wish for our neighbours to have a beautiful place too. So where is our Ubuntu? And do we have a word that means the same thing here? Maybe it is tied to give it some thought. And after all this thirsty work, I'm off for a can of Coke. So thank you for listening, everybody, and God bless.